0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Good, Good morning, morning millennials. millennials! Welcome back to the morning toast and happy Tuesday to everyone. I hope you have a beautiful day. That's yeah. gorgeous, Claudia.
1: Is that an original? A Tuesday original?
0: A song is only as beautiful as the person who sings it. So I think it's... a song is only as
1: beautiful as the person who you're singing it to.
0: Mm. That's an interesting perspective not necessarily one I agree with but I love hearing you know differing perspectives. This is like The View.
1: Which would make that particular song so fucking ugly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Jackie's in a feral mood. I've just learned a new favorite mis- word. New favorite I- word alert. <laughs> I just found out I've been mispronouncing that word. I was saying feral. Feral, feral. Feral. Oh, speaking of, you know, the internet is ablaze with your pronunciation. Um, we posted a clip from our show yesterday of the color T A U P E. Can you say it again how you pronounced it? Top.
1: Tope. I
0: like top. If it was
1: I meant like it to be, too.
0: if it was meant to be Tope, it would be T O P E. Duh. No. And the thing is, I knew, uh, what you were say- I knew what you were saying.
1: Everyone did because everyone has a top paired of underwear. where's that? i am so unwell today. And I'm sure you are too because you've had a morning. But like, I am harried,
0: frazzled, mm. and feral. Mm, feral, actually. Oh, you're one of those? Just letting you know. The internet is like obsessed with the word feral. I didn't oh, make it up like it's a TikTok thing.
1: It's an internet original, not a Claudia original.
0: Yeah. Which means it's obviously like less cool, but. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. What are
1: they saying it about?
0: Like when you just act insane, you're like a feral animal.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you are.
0: No, I am. I've had the busiest morning. Work, work, work. Brand meeting. Brand this. Brand that. Ugh, it's Brands exhausting. are just
1: obsessed with you. They're clamoring
0: for you to be their spokesperson. And I don't blame them. No. And the thing is, is like when you're a mogul, like these are things you have to make time for. And it's just tough because, you know, what do you prioritize? What do you
1: prioritize? That's a great. I'm asking you, like, what's your priority? Myself. Okay. Second. Theo. Okay. Third. This doesn't sound like a
0: mogul yet. No, no. You're talking about like work wise, actually, like what takes priority in my in my list of. Yeah, sure. Answer however you want. I would say my number one priority when it comes to work is the toast. Like quality, audio quality, video quality, humor quality. Yeah, performance, consistency. Yeah, social, managing the social, overall branding, community management. Like the morning toast is my number one priority.
1: That's good. You have your priorities in order.
0: Yeah. Number two priority is probably my tour. Mm. Number three priorities probably, you know, managing the Girl With No Job brand, you know, working with other brands, creating content for, you know, my various social media platforms. Well, um, now you are multi-platform. You're a multi-hyphenate creator. Yeah. Because the
1: big news of the day and what you've been prioritizing and your hard work has paid off is that we hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thanks to the Rebecca's, the Gertrude's, the Emily's, the Sarah's and the Rachel's. And everyone who subscribed and got us to 90K and then those five took us over the line.
0: I really think it was probably the Gertrudes if I just like, I'm not a betting person, but if I were to bet, it was all the Gertrudes. Um, yeah, that's really what I wanted to come on here and talk about today. I'm so overwhelmed. And honestly, it's not one of those things where it happens and then you're like let down by the excitement of it all. It's very exciting. I can let you guys know. And honestly, what I wanted to come on here and say was just express gratitude for the toasters, like being as excited about this milestone as we are. Like it's on their page. Like there's no reason like they should give a shit like about this podcast listen to. But everyone was like doing the most, getting their husbands, their coworkers to like create Gmail accounts, logging into accounts they haven't, uh, you know, been active on in 15 years, really getting excited. And then once we hit it, like their excitement matched mine. And that was really like, I can't imagine like caring about anyone else, you know? So for me, it's like huge that other people cared about a milestone of ours. And I'm really, I'm humbled. I really am. And I'm extremely grateful. That's so beautiful, Claudia. So is that your official acceptance speech or is there anyone else that you want to thank? Well, of course I want to thank God. Because he made me so funny and gave me the best sister in the planet who's also so funny. So, like, none of those things would happen if it weren't for, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, So, to him, I'm extremely grateful. And I'm not one of these people who thinks God is a woman. I'm just not. (laughs) To him or her. No. The Bible uh, is Capital H-I-M. The Bible is extremely clear. You know, all of his pronouns, all of his verbs are masculine. So, um, I'm all for, you know, empowering women, except when it comes to the Hallmark channel and whether God is a woman. I wonder if there's a version of the Bible. I'm sure there is (laughs) with God's pronouns as female. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure a lot of people find like spiritual healing and guidance from it. And I absolutely love that journey for you. But the thing about religion is that it's more personal than comedy.
1: Beyond. So
0: so my personal, you know, religious experience is that of a masculine god, and that's. I'm not saying that's everyone, but I'm just saying I'm not. One thing you should know about me, you know, to our hundred thousand subscribers and millions of fans across the planet, is um I don't pray pray to a male god. I do. Okay. And he answered your prayers. He answered my prayers. So thank you to everyone for bringing, bringing us to this milestone. We we obviously couldn't have done it without you because making 100,000 gmails is not something I'm below, but it's not necessarily <laughs> something I want to take on, you know? No, it's not there on your list of priorities. So it's important to note, like, I thought literally once we hit 100K, like, Larry, the guy who started Google, like would call me up and be like, your plaque is in route, Mrs. Asheri, thank you so much for the premium content. Um, But it actually doesn't happen that way. We have to wait about a week for YouTube to reach out to us. And then once they do reach out to us, uh, we have to go under review. So your account is only eligible if you post original content, which we do. We don't resurface, you know, like music videos or anything like that. Um, And we have no copyright claims against us, which to my understanding, we don't since we create original content. So I don't want to jinx it. I think we should be in the clear in terms of eligibility. But it's also important to note that YouTube can, you know, give out plaques at their own discretion. So if there's a disgruntled former toaster who works at YouTube and has power, like she could literally be like, and don't get me don't get it twisted that disgruntled former former toaster is a she unlike god um she can say like you know they can they can deny you for no reason yeah it's really up to their whims and wishes See if they have
1: scruples so we're in their hands i have faith that like we follow the rules we're good content creators like i don't think it should be really a Controversial
0: decision, but we'll see. You know, we we could always be surprised. Well, another thing that takes you out of the running for eligibility is whether you're spreading misinformation. And I did just say that God is a man, so someone could interpret that as misinformation, right? And you're also claiming that there
1: is a God. Someone else I also make that think that's misinformation.
0: I also did claim that Paul Rudd taught me gymnastics. Which is true, by the way, I think. Um, but some people could, obviously, Paul Rudd included, they could consider poke that. holes in that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a, it's a waiting game at this point. We'll of course keep you updated on the process as we have been this entire time. And I just think it's also important to remember that just because we've hit a hundred thousand subscribers doesn't mean that you should not subscribe you know
1: not to continue to subscribe and just like make your presence known and now it's like I feel sometimes like at the end of the year I feel akin to the Spotify listeners because we get Spotify wrapped and I'm like Mm -hmm. who's listening the most hours on Spotify and other times like I feel akin to the Apple users because I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the charts I'm like where why aren't you guys listening on Apple I want to be number one on the charts of course course. but these days we're feeling really akin to the YouTube subscribers Mm -hmm. not only the 100k which means the world to us means everything it's everything we could ever wish for ever but It's like, we did all of this. New studio. Like I'm sweating in every orifice for the YouTube. Not for the podcast, for the YouTube.
0: And so I'm just feeling really close to them no, also, I literally was talking to Ben about this yesterday. It's important for people to know. People are always wondering about, you know, like the back end of our business. Running a podcast, like an audio podcast, is actually an extremely low cost business, um, which is why anyone can start a podcast. It's a really accessible medium. Mm -hmm. Um, Becoming content creators on YouTube in a high quality sense is extremely expensive. And we spend like copious amounts of money per month renting space, you know, all the things that, all the resources that are involved in getting this up. When Literally, our YouTube audience is about five or ten percent of that people who actually listen to the Morning Toast as a podcast. But that's on being vain and needing to see ourselves on camera,
1: and that's on putting out the sort of content that we want to yes. see in the world. And like, I know if I was not the host of this show, I would be a toaster one hundred percent
0: on YouTube, and I would watch on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. So that's why we do what we do. Do what we, we do. do. It. I don't know. I do it for the culture, goddamn. So that's the big news of the day. That should have been story number one.
1: That should have been story number one, but instead, it's it's our lead story. Uh, that's really what's been going on with us, amongst other things. I'm trying to make baby food. Big
0: yikes! Oh my god! I thought you were going to say I'm trying to make babies. Like <laughs> you're kidding me? No, I'm trying to make baby food now,
1: and I'm struggling to get the right
0: uh, consistency
1: machinery. You know, I I had an epic fail with the baby Brezza and and no shade to baby Brezza because I love the bottle sterilizer, but their baby food maker is just a piece of crap.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You sent me this gorgeous, like gorgeous beyond and Getty type of photo of Harry looking so stunning um, while eating dinner and he had some shit on his plate. It was carrots that looked, you know, at 40 carrots that they give you that like wet carrot thing with all your sandwiches. Yeah, continue <laughs> continue to make fun of the food that i like made from scratch
1: from no you're scratch. right yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah make
0: fun of that for sure no, it's it's fucked up for sure i just um i can tell i just i know you're struggling how about that no but that, that's what baby food looks like girl is, is this supposed to be like majorly pureed yeah i just looked a little chunky to me that's it
1: <laughs> you look a little chunky to me <gasps> okay. Oh, my God. I can say that because you're so fucking snatched these days. I could vomit. Chunksters, get her. I can only say that because you actually are not. And you're so svelte. I'm so jealous.
0: Wow. 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 And you know what? You know who I don't think would appreciate that comment? Mamas. Mamas, get her. She came after my homemade baby food, okay? You guys get her. Yeah, I came after your homemade baby food. You came after my soul. And if we weren't sisters, bitch, I'd climb through this motherfucking computer and strangle you, okay? Oh, my God. It's true. And I'm only not upset because I look stunning today. You look stunning
1: every day these days. And I'm just a jealous
0: wench. What can I say? Okay, that's totally fine. I am down officially 23 pounds. Um, And if you can acknowledge jealousy, like... That's amazing. That's what I said. Like, I could vomit.
1: I'm so jealous. I'm so proud of you. You look insane. And now you can, like, now I can
0: make a joke. You You can make a joke. Yeah, no, before you couldn't. Too real. (laughs) Too real. Be real, Claude. Be Um, real. Do you think that you are going to, like get out of a phase of making your own baby food and just buy it. Well, that's what everyone said, like in the comments on my Instagram, they were like, you throw it
1: away and you go to the store and you buy right. it. There's apparently like a lot of baby foods that have no additives. I just don't know how something can be on the shelf. And it's like actually just carrots and nothing else. Like right, wouldn't right. it expire? I definitely want to give it a good try. I'm definitely not feeling disheartened enough yet. And the thing is like, I it can't making baby food can't be harder than nursing and pumping 24 seven. A hundred percent. So I am committed for the time being, but we shall see. I'll keep you guys posted. I got a different machine and I am sending that baby. You guys a one back because it's broken.
0: I feel like it's like one of those classic things, like baby number one, pureeing your own food. Baby number two, you can have crack. Yeah, that's like the crack. That's like that commercial for, (laughs) I think it's. Pampers. Not
1: pampers. It's the other one, like loves. Huggies. One of them. And they're like. Parents for baby number two, because it's like, yeah. you don't, they're less expensive, I think, and they're just as good.
0: Right, right. Like, and it's literally just like cotton. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're making your own baby food. Um, Any thoughts on cloth diapers? Mm, still no thoughts. I follow, well, actually I don't follow. It comes up all the time. People like talking about why I use cloth Diapers and the benefits. And like, I totally get it for sure. But like, when there's a duty in a diaper and you put the diaper in the laundry, where does the duty go? I think that before you put it in the laundry, like, you
1: wipe, you get all, as much duty off as you can, you rinse it in the sink, and then it's mm. just
0: like stained. Speaking of duty, did you see Kaylee and Russell Dickerson's Instagram stories yesterday? No. oh oh my God, they posted the funniest thing. At first it was on their close friend's story and I was like, oh my God, this is such good content. But then they posted on like public. So (laughs) their child, like they were like laying in bed. The child was supposed to be asleep and they like look on their camera and Kaylee turns to Russell and is like, I think our son is like holding his duty. So they run in and literally he has duty all over his bed. He pulled his duty out of his diaper and like it was on his hands, his face, his sheets. Kaylee was being so funny about it, I could not stop laughing. Because it's like one of those things that is so insane, like you just have to laugh. That is so crazy and so funny. I didn't know that that was a possibility. And I didn't know I was on Kaylee Dickerson's close friend story. And now I will be checking it routinely. Oh, that's exciting. I'm going to go watch that story when we're done. Apparently, it's like a common issue. Not common, but it's not like uncommon. It's like a behavioral thing that a lot of kids go through. And it's like a really um, like difficult time for the parents. Because I think it takes a couple weeks for them to...
1: What if you put him in a onesie? How could they that's, get in there?
0: That's what people had suggested. But at, cer- at a certain point, like your child grows out of a onesie. Like Michaela doesn't really wear a lot of onesies. No, she to wears bed, proper she wears... pajamas, but it sounds right. like a onesie would be a solve. Yes, a onesie is, um, people were suggesting on her Instagram, a good solution. Great. Okay, so, so we're mama's, just, we're solution-oriented mamas today. If your kids are picking duty out of their own diapers, no, it's not an uncommon issue. You're not alone, and there's a onesie for that. Great. Okay, you learn something new every day here. Yeah. Um, so that's really all I have to say. On, I just wanted to come on here and like give my acceptance speech for 100K, and then be hilarious and deliver the past five with my best gal pal. Oh, love that for us. I just have one
1: small update because I was up so late finishing every summer after. What did you think?
0: I know Margot didn't love it.
1: By the end, I liked it so much more than when I started. Because when you start, it's like, okay, so she's like 30 and like kind of sad and miserable. And then the flashbacks are to a 13-year-old getting her period. And I'm like, what am I doing (laughs) reading this book? By the end, she's like 30 and figuring her life out. And Mm -hmm. she's eight. the flashbacks, she's 18 and like making big life choices. So I was like, okay great um and i really really liked it by the end of it i'm still glad that snitch didn't pick it for the redheads because it just i don't need to dissect it like yeah uh it, it's not that deep it's not that deep at all but <clears throat> i think when i got into bed last night i was at like 60 percent and i just like couldn't i needed to know what happened and what the thing was and i think i was up to like 11 30 reading which is why i'm so fucking tired
0: okay so this is about to be a spoiler alert for the books so if you haven't read it feel free to like press forward 30 seconds um What did you think of the final line of the book? What was the final line? That she was proposing to him. Oh, oh, I was like, okay, Becca Kufrin. Um, I was reading it. I'm like, this is the best book I've ever read. Nothing can make this book bad. Epilogue. I'm like crying. I'm like, this is amazing. Final line. I'm like, I had to reread it. I'm like, there's no way she's proposing to him. Again, champion of women over here we deserve to be proposed to in hetero a relationship. relationships. Agreed. It didn't bother me because
1: I feel like, it didn't bother me because he had proposed to her and she turned him down. And so I kind of feel like the ball's in oh, her court. That's, that's why. actually a good point. That's why she was doing it. Because, I mean, to propose to someone, they turn you down. And even if things get better, like, wouldn't you just like feel a little weird about doing it again? Like, it has to be on yeah. her to do it. And then I'm sure he would propose to her again, but she needed to, to pick up
0: the mantle. Okay, I have to say, like, that definitely... I totally had forgotten that he had asked her. Um, and I'm so glad we're talking about this, because that was, like, a piece of the book I, I couldn't make Oh, if with. he had never proposed to her, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, that would have been really weird. Okay, you know what? Oh, my God, I feel so much better. Phew. Um, my book update is a book I told you about yesterday. I finished, and it was fucking amazing. Five stars. There was a twist that I... Could not believe. And I wasn't even expecting a twist because the book was really good. Like I didn't need a big twist. What's the book? The Secrets of Us. It's free on Prime, 237 pages, and it's incredible. Okay, I loved it.
1: I'm gonna add it to my Goodreads right now so
0: I don't forget. It's like a twisty thriller. Twisty vibe. thriller. Okay, is it spooky? Yeah. No, there was one scene that was spooky and I was like home alone and I was quaking. But other than that, it's totally fine. Okay, you should
1: read A Flicker in the Dark.
0: I know, I get like really scared easily by books. Like I, I, it's like for me when I was younger and I used to watch like a lot of Law and Order every now and then an episode would like freak me out and I like couldn't go to sleep. Um, And sometimes like I feel like that could happen with me with books, like scary books.
1: Well, the book, like while you're reading it, you're very into it, but there's nothing in it that's like gonna keep you scared, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, we also didn't even talk about, like, together, privately, or here on the podcast yet, um, that people are loving our remote setup, which brings me so much joy. Like, I got so much positive feedback from our audio listeners and our video yes- listeners yesterday because, I, you know, obviously I'm change-averse. I was worried, like, the show would never be the same. Um, people were like, I literally forgot Claudia wasn't in Florida. I listened as a podcast. The audio was premium. I couldn't even tell you guys were in separate rooms. And video, everyone loved, even though I thought – I had like a a huge fuck up with my video. I ended up getting a new camera yesterday. So today's will be even better. But everyone's like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And I just, I feel proud of us.
1: I feel proud of us too. And we still have like improvements to come to make it, you know, as perfect as it can be. But I'm so glad that people are liking it and that it is fire flames because we love doing the show and I really wanted to be able to move and I'm glad that I could.
0: Yeah, no, I feel really, I feel really good. And honestly, this new angle on, you, uh, on YouTube, um, it's just a bit more flattering for me. Um, I don't feel so exposed vid- visually. So I'm at peace for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I like, I like the vibe and the feeling just like it's very cozy in here. I am wearing my pajama pants still because um, I didn't know that you'd be able to see them. But just you guys, I've had a really <laughs> long morning. Like, just it's fine. leave it
0: at that. Leave it at that. Mamas don't get her. Thank you. Mamas back down. Mamas white flag. Yeah. No, and
1: my hair is like so gross, but I actually like can't wash it because I don't have time to do it. So I Mm -hmm. just keep it gross.
0: That's fine. Yeah. Slick. The grosser, the slicker. A hundred percent. That's what they do on TikTok. Everyone's like literally putting dirt in their hair to make it look good. Oh, is that what they're doing these days on TikTok? The The dirtier the hair, like the clean girl aesthetic that everyone's like obsessed with which is like really dainty looking girls in like really slick back buns and ponies they never wash their hair and they douse it in mousse to like make it really slick interesting that's like the
1: hailey bieber aesthetic right?
0: yes yes i've seen a bit of that on reels oh wow it must be the then the clean girl trend is officially over if it's on reels no i don't know if
1: i've seen on reels but i did hear about it somewhere on instagram
0: yeah, no, it's it's not an aesthetic that I can personally take on because I feel like if you like if you guys don't know, like the clean girl aesthetic is very Haley Bieber. It's like natural makeup. Dainty it's like jewelry, you, like a
1: little crop top with a jean and a blazer and like a yeah. n- gold necklace and just like
0: skinny and just. Yeah. That. And I haven't seen the clean girl aesthetic on a big face or like people who actually need to wear makeup. Like, it's easy to be clean girl aesthetic when you're 16 and you have, like, perfect skin and perfect everything. Um, So, that's just a trend I can't particularly, you know, participate in, which is sad. Is there a TikTok aesthetic that you do feel like is yours? Coastal grandmother. But you're not a
1: coastal grandmother
0: today. Today, you're, like, 70s hippie grandma. Well, I came, I've been up for 52 hours. I was up early this morning at a brand event for Captain Crunch, and it was on a boat, and it was like, you know, Captain Crunch, Crunchberry is very colorful, so I want it to be on theme, so this set I'm wearing, which is from Zara, is like colorful, I thought I was giving Crunchberry. <laughs> <laughs> it is giving Crunchberry. <laughs> yeah, like, and I got complimented on by the girlies who work for Captain Crunch, who are obviously toasters, shout out to Captain Crunch, Maddie, the team, toasters. Love it, it's giving Crunchberry. It is giving Crunchberry. Are you, you're a
1: Crunchberry aesthetic.
0: Yes, that's kind of like the era I'm currently in. I love that for you. Thanks. Um, So I feel like we've got a great show for everyone today. Five glorious stories. Big news with Serena Williams. Yep, we'll be talking about it. You guys know, I don't know if I've mentioned this here before, but I have a deep connection to Serena Williams. I did write my senior thesis in college on her and I got the only A I've ever gotten in my life. I don't think I knew that. Oh, I feel like it's one of those Dennis funeral stories. I say it all the time. No, fresh story alert. Oh my God, yeah. So it was the longest paper I ever had to write. It was about 20 pages. And I just like really, I don't know why I chose Serena Williams, but I learned so much about her. And I got an A. Like when I checked, it was the year I graduated. So like I didn't really care about my grades. And I went to go check my grades and there was like an A on my final. And I swear to God, I thought I, thought I logged into someone else's portal. I was like, this cannot be correct. So what were you saying about her? Well, it was really about, like, the media representation of Serena Williams. How, one, how she's compared, like, um, verbally to men. And one, how she's compared verbally to white players. And the verbs that, like, the New York Times uses to to refer to Serena Williams are so fucking derogatory. Like, beastly. But Maria Sharapova is, like, elegant, you know? Oh. Um, And then a lot about her hair. Like, it was really... um, Because the class was called Race and Ethnicity. And it was just about Serena Williams as a tennis player, but also as a black woman. And it was, like, I think it was really good. And so did my professor. I got an A. That's amazing. So I feel deeply connected to Serena Williams for that reason. And we had the opportunity to meet her, like, four years ago. And she was a doll and a half. And she was fucking hilarious yeah no you I don't think you've told that story before and you know oh I remember God. so I feel like I'm always telling that story and it's so sad because when we met Serena Williams we took a picture that um should be illegal for how fucking ugly it is and I would love for this to be one of those moments where like I posted on the toast Instagram and everyone like last I literally will never in my life let that photo see the light of day and I did I did post it on my Instagram story at the time so fucking tuned, like it was a fun house mirror and it still was one of the worst photos of me to ever grace the internet. I don't I remember meeting her, but I don't
1: remember this photo.
0: It's the three of us, me, you and Serena. You need to send it to me. Oh, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't remember. It's horrifying. You it was your Bob days and it was my mole days. So dark. Bob and mole. <laughs> mole and Bob. <laughs> So we'll get into Serena, amongst other things. Yes, in the, we will. Five. in the
1: Fast High Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of
0: your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you by Fashion Pass. We know so many toasters already love Fashion Pass. It is truly the steeniest clothing renting service. You get unlimited rentals for one flat price. Their clothes are everything of the sort. They have so much you you save so much money because you're not out buying clothes all the time and they have the best brands. So obviously there are other rental services for clothing, but I think what really sets Fashion Pass apart is like actually cute stuff. It's easy to rent ugly crap like no one wants that. <laughs> Fashion Pass has like really current things and brands that are on revolve currently. They have Amanda Uppershard, Up Richard, I can never remember. Um for Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Mumu, like stuff you actually want in your closet. Yeah. Um And you're spending $200 on an outfit that you're gonna wear on vacation, take a picture in and never wear again? No, rent it. And the best part is that if you find something you really, really love um, and you want to keep it, you get a huge discount if you purchase it directly from Fashion Pass. It can be anywhere from 30 to 60% off. It's just a better option than constantly shopping. It's sustainable. It's good for the environment. It's good for your house not becoming cluttered. You can keep that Kim K clean aesthetic. And we have a special discount code for the toasters today. If you go to fashionpass.com, use code TOAST at checkout, you'll get $40 off your first month. So you can try it for just $39. That's unlimited rentals for just $39 with code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra delivers on style and comfort, and that's why it's their number one bra. Millions of women agree. This bra makes their boobs happy. So Third Love is a company that is just saving Lives. It's saving people's backs, their necks, and just overall comfort. I think the beauty of 3rd Love is they really actually are the only company I've ever bought bras from that help you find your size. Like what your actual size is. Not like a fake size. A real size. And their bras are so comfortable. They're seamless. I have had so many problems with bras with straps being too tight, cups being too small, digging into my back. And it's just because I really never knew my actual size. And I think the sizing system and the quiz that they give you at 3rd Love are so genius. And their best-selling bra, which is the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, it forms to your body. It makes your boobs look their best. The straps will not slip. And there's no pinching or digging. They invented half cups so you'll always get the right fit. That's the beauty of... Third Love. They come in sizes A through H and they also like I said have those exclusive half cup sizes. Feeling is believing, so give your boobs the 24/7 comfort and support you deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com/toast. So that's 20% off at thirdlove.com/toast. You might have been wearing the wrong size bra and just the wrong bra your whole life and you don't know that it's even an issue until you try a Third Love and bra. That's exactly what happened to me.
1: And until you have the right bra, Then you're like, Mm -hmm. whole world.
0: Oh, then you're like, oh, this is living. Mm,
1: Yeah. Are you ready for
0: our stories? Yes.
1: Our first story is some sad news. Olivia Newton-John has Um. died at the age of 73 after a 30-year battle with breast cancer. Olivia Newton-John, the Grammy Award-winning singer and actress best known for her role in Grease, died on Monday after battling breast cancer for 30 years. She passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by her family and friends, read a statement posted to her Facebook. Uh, The statement said, we ask that everyone please respect the family's privacy during this very difficult time. Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hopes for over 30 years, sharing her Mm -hmm. journey with breast cancer, her healing inspiration, and pioneering experience with plant medicine continues with the Olivia Newton-John Foundation Fund, dedicated to researching plant medicine and cancer. They asked for donations to her fund in lieu of
0: flowers. This was so like unexpected and sad and also just like so weird because yesterday for the first time, I think in literally two years we were talking about John Travolta on the toast. Um, And then I saw John Travolta's tribute and it was like, it actually brought tears to my eyes. He was like, you're Danny. Like it was, it was so cute. Um, And this is so sad. Um, I feel like she's been really like open publicly over the years about her struggle with, breast cancer and I think she's kind of like a multi-generational queen like obviously millennials and older boomers everyone knows her from Greece but then she had like an iconic role on Glee um and she's just her songs like even if you're not familiar with Olivia Newton-John like you of course know her iconic songs from Greece and she's just a cultural icon and this is so sad this is so sad who was she on Glee I think she was herself oh very cool yeah, they did, I think, like, maybe a Grease episode. I don't remember what it was. She did Let's Get Physical. Let's get physical. But that's not from Grease. No, that's one of her songs, yeah. though. But you said it was
1: a Grease episode. You know. Episode. I, I don't remember, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is very, very sad. Um, I think everybody is feeling the loss. So many celebrities have, like, penned tributes
0: that just... So many celebrities have posted videos of themselves singing Hopelessly Devoted, and I wanted to talk about that. So uh, Really? Well... I wanted to know if you think that is an, um, like appropriate or like, um, respectful way of honoring someone like, like to sing. No, not the
1: day that they pass away. It's like, here's me
0: singing
1: right. their song. Like, yeah, it's a little strange. And it also depends on like the medium. Like, did you perform it at a, you know, a big thing and you're posting that clip or you're just like hopping on to show how you can sing?
0: Yeah. And by the way, I'm not calling anyone out. Like I know everyone's going to be like, Remy posted, and Remy's video, she looked amazing. But I saw literally ten people do, it. and I was like, this, "Is this a trend?" And then I, I saw it on like Instagram and TikTok, and I was just like, "I've never seen that before." Where like somebody passes away, like a musician, and then everyone starts posting videos of themselves singing. I'm, and I'm not calling anyone out. I just want to talk about it's, like okay. the trend in general. Yeah, no, this it's isn't a little, shady it's at a all. little
1: like, "Hey, look at me." Right. But like, I'm not really a above asking you to grace us with hopelessly devoted today and like that
0: would be weird yeah yeah even though it's one of my favorite songs to sing so without further ado, did it did it do no i'm kidding um i already have a tiktok up from like a couple of years ago if you want to go look um i just thought that was interesting it is interesting and if i didn't want you to sing it so bad right now i would go harder on the people who did that but you know I the thing see- is, is like i can't I can't go hard on them because, like, I could have been one of them, you know? I just probably was busy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm hopelessly devoted
1: to you. So I think in general, it is, like, a nice way of honoring her. Like, it's an iconic song of hers. And, like, you know, the more you sing it, every time you sing it, like, her spirit lives on. Mm
0: -hmm. I do
1: think it's, like, a weird reflex to be, like, let me sing since she passed. But since we have been talking about her for a while now, like, I'm ready for it. For the song. For me? It's, yeah. No, I was going to say something, but I shouldn't, but I'm up.
0: But now there's nowhere to hide Since you pushed my love aside I'm out of my head Hopelessly devoted to you Hopelessly devoted to you. Ooh, 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 ooh. By the way, this is literally going to get us copyrighted and our eligible plaque removed.
1: It's fine. It was less than 10 seconds and that was beautiful. And even though, yes, in theory, there is something weird about making it about you, I really enjoyed that tribute.
0: Yeah. And I enjoyed like other people's tribute, like Kelsey Ballerini did one. I saw a bunch of people on TikTok who, like, I don't know. Um, personally, do it. They sounded great. Remy sounded amazing. And I was just like wanting to talk about, and I, I really can't stress enough, like, I'm not coming for anyone. Like, I love everyone who did it. I'm just genuinely like, I thought it was an interesting trend that we're people commentating were commentating on the trend. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I don't know if I've ever spoken about this, but like, there was a time in my life, like, at a young age when I was like coming to understand that I had like a, a really beautiful singing voice. Um, and the song that I, came to that conclusion with was hopelessly devoted. I don't know if you remember, like I used to sing that song on the car ride home from school, like 45 times a day.
1: No, I I don't really remember that.
0: Yeah. It was like a, it was like a thing.
1: Oh, it was a thing. Okay. Maybe I just wasn't there. Yeah. Well, that was beautiful. And thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. And uh, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Also another thing I saw, like a trend, like, People um, like on social media being like R.I.P., but they did like capital R, lowercase I.P. And I just feel like I feel like that's disrespectful, like rip Olivia, you know. (laughs) No, I saw like a few people do it. And it's like just take that extra time to do it all capital. Yeah,
1: like, if you can't even put, like, the period in between, like, but all cap- I don't even
0: need the periods. Like, I just need all capitals. It felt really, like, disrespectful. I'm being serious. It's just
1: so fucking lazy. And, like, if you don't even have the time to put in capitals,
0: like, we don't need your rip. You no, know, and, like, you obviously don't care. Like, you're doing this for content, not for, like, to honor someone who touched you. Yeah, I agree. Rip Olivia. I think that's really more disrespectful like then and it's anything like,
1: people just feel like they need to post something so often and it's like you really don't like if if you can't take the time to to actually say something or even to put periods or uh, capitalizations on rip then
0: we don't need to hear from you right this is like a serious thing it's not like a regular social media post or a tweet like i it just i saw it if, like i saw it once and i was like oh that's weird and then i saw it like two more times on twitter and i was like that's like rude yeah Yeah, that is weird. I I never thought of it, but you're right. Yeah, I don't know why I was like judging the way everyone was grieving on social media yesterday, but that's what I was up to. Love
1: that for you. Thanks. Our next story, other big news of the day. Serena Williams announces she will retire from tennis after the 2022 U.S. Open. So Serena Williams is on the cover of Vogue and called Serena's Farewell. She says I'm terrible at goodbyes, and she penned – um an essay on why she's retiring from tennis in
0: 2022 and it is the September issue right so it's like a really big deal for her to be on the cover right it is the September issue I didn't even realize that so it's like a huge deal for Vogue huge deal for Serena I think that's this is really like a beautiful way to announce it because it's like a huge milestone to be on Vogue September issue and then also like it's a career milestone for her retiring from tennis so yeah I think this whoever was in charge of like the marketing Genius.
1: Yeah, I forgot about the fanfare, about the September issue, and this hits all the marks.
0: Um, I'm just, like, cursing myself for not purchasing U.S. Open tickets prior because now, like, the women's finals and the women's semifinals tickets are going to be so expensive, and I really want to go now.
1: Yeah, you should go.
0: I know. I should. You know, Brian always gets, like, free tickets because, like, you know, the, the sponsors are always, like, airlines, credit cards, banks. Yeah. Go with him. That's like, that's like if you know, Fashion Pass were the sponsor. Obviously, I would get free tickets for him. It's American Express. We're different. Or if it was Captain Crunch, right, right. So I, um, I really want to go now, and I don't didn't really have interest in going to the U.S. Open before that. So hot.
1: Yeah, no, you should go. It's it's a nice experience, and this is historic. Um, yeah, she talks about like why she's now retiring, and ultimately it comes down to prioritizing like being a mom and family, family, and not being able to do it all, as they say. She talks about how if she were a man, she wouldn't have to make this choice because her of course. her wife would be home birthing babies breastfeeding going through all of it and she it's fucking bullshit it's crazy i was just reading uh, maybe i knew this at the time but it hits different now in 2017 at 35 she won the australian open while eight weeks pregnant with her daughter and wow. she
0: came back playing through postpartum depression and while breastfeeding and she's also been so vocal, like such a good advocate for mamas, like talking about working as a mom, being getting back in phys- good physical shape as a mom. I watched her documentary. She talked about it a lot. Um, the, one, the documentary about her wedding. But it was also like her trying to get back in shape for the wedding and for like a tennis upcoming tournament. She was like super vulnerable. I stand like so completely. She's like probably the greatest tennis player of all time. Cross gender, cross country, like... I would say she's she's the best player of all time, right?
1: It's hard to Man say cross gender because it's so different. I mean, the the sport is different uh, for men and women, like the amount of games
0: played and everything. Um, I guess I feel like if she played Novak Djokovic, who for some reason I fucking hate. Why? Like, I don't know. I just something about his face. It reminds me maybe of someone I like went to middle school with who I didn't like. I am so triggered by him. Like if someone's watching U.S. Open and it's Novak Djokovic against literally anyone, I'm rooting for the other guy.
1: Um, I'm looking at his face. He doesn't bother me whatsoever. I actually like him. And I'm no, s- I'm, a, I'm sorry you've had that I'm experience. a Nadal girly. I'm,
0: so- I'm a Nadal girly. Like I love when he picks his wedgies. Like he's so cute.
1: Um, but I agree with you that Serena Williams is the greatest of all time. I don't know what, happen- what would happen if she played Novak
0: Djokovic though. I think she would win. Deadass. I would love to see that. Uh, I think she should do it before she goes isn't out. Isn't
1: that the premise of that movie with about Billie Jean King?
0: You know, I'm not a BJK stan in the sense that I really don't know a lot about Billie Jean. Me neither. And I didn't see the movie. Except I do know that she's not my lover. She's just a girl who thinks that I am the one. The kid, kid is, is not my son. By the way, when you think of the kid is not my son, what do you think of that thing? Tu quieres una manzana? Tu una manzana. I don't know where we were. But like someone at camp used to think that was the words, do you want an apple in Spanish? And they used to sing it and then they told us that and I think we like made fun of them relentlessly as we should. No, it sounds and exactly now- like tu
1: quieres una manzana.
0: Tu quieres una manzana. Yeah. That's also wet dream tomato.
1: Yes, yes, wet dream tomato, Where dream tomato.
0: Concrete are made. jungle wet dream, wet dream tomato, tomato. There's nothing,
1: there's nothing you, you can do. do. Um I would love to see Serena play Novak. Now I'm I'm
0: hung up on that. Yeah. But I agree she is the goat. She's the goat. She's an icon for women, for tennis players, for athletes, for mothers. For women who are actually beautiful right <laughs> um 100 for women who actually possess possess the vernacular they believe they possess yeah. um and the like i feel like i've never been like obsessed with tennis but whenever it's on especially the u.s open like i always keep up and she's just been like a pillar in the u.s open like for my whole life so i love her i does that mean she's also retiring from her doubles career with venus i think tennis is tennis yeah This is so sad. I mean, obviously, every great athlete has to retire at some point. How old is she? Great question. I think
1: she's in her 40s.
0: That's so crazy.
1: I just would like to confirm that. Yeah. But I don't know if I can do it in time.
0: Just Google Serena Williams age. Oh, that's
1: true. I was scrolling. Where were you going? I was just scrolling through the article I was reading. Oh. But you're right.
0: Um, She's 40. She's 40. Yes, we confirmed. Great. Um, So you know that's a respectable age to retire I'm wishing her the best I don't think this is the last We'll see of her she's you know Businesswoman mogul She's always you know doing stuff Um, But thank you Serena for your Amazing career It's really been a joy and a pleasure to watch It really has been
1: Looking forward to see what she does next Hope she gets everything she wants
0: Me too and I hope she finds peace in her retirement And can focus on family Yeah
1: that's true Are you ready for our next story?
0: Yeah. An update? Oh, no. Spoke too soon. Is it the next story that happens to be brought to you by Pear Eyewear? Yes. Oh, what a little kowinky dank.
1: I love when that happens.
0: You are a unique mashup of all of your favorite things, and there's a multitude of ways to express yourself. So celebrate all that you are and explore who you can be with customized prescription glasses from pair eyewear. Don't let wearing glasses bring you down. Like, pair eyewear is totally customizable. You should have a different pair of eyewear for every shirt in your closet. Like, you're a stylish gal going out on a date, going to work, meeting friends, like change it up with Pair Eyewear. They are fiercely individual and they lead by example. It's a single company that is creating an illusion of choice in the eyewear industry and keeping their prices artificially high. Pair Eyewear has forged their own way and designs all their looks in-house so you get high quality eyewear at a fraction of the price. A pair for a pair, so that's also a great part of uh, Pair Eyewear for every pair purchased, Pair will provide glasses and vision care for children around the world get glasses as unique as you are one pair infinite style starting at just 60 dollars. when you go to pair slash toast that's 15 percent off your first purchase when you go to p a i r slash toast is an affordable way to keep your style changing match your glasses to your blouse your glasses to your scarf your glasses to your shoes anything customizable stylish paireyewearcom slash toast
1: great thank you so much
0: An update from yesterday's story Anne Haish
1: is in a coma and has not regained consciousness since her LA car crash, says a rep. Anne Haish's condition has not improved in the days following her fiery LA car crash, a rep for the Emmy winner said in a statement to People that she is now in critical condition at the hospital. Quote, she has a significant pulmonary injury requiring mechanical ventilation and burns that require surgical intervention. She is in a coma and has not regained consciousness since shortly after the accident. She was in a blue Mini Cooper on Friday that crashed into a Mar Vista home rented uh, by a woman. The residence caught fire, resulting in the Emmy-winning actress suffering burns from the incident. She was then intubated in the hospital.
0: So I feel like when you get into a really bad, like, fire-burning incident, don't they put you in a medical-induced coma because the pain of your skin burning is so painful that you might go into shock and like potentially die Uh, I don't know so I was just curious if she was in a coma from that or from like head injuries sustained
1: that's interesting the way that they're phrasing it makes it seem like it's not a medically induced coma one because they're giving information so wouldn't they say a medically induced coma and they and do do they take you if it's a medically induced coma do they take you out of it or you have to regain consciousness on your own I think they could take you out of it so they're saying she has not regained consciousness, so...
0: Oh, like as if she had a choice. Right. Got it. Um, also, I just wanted to correct myself. Apparently, Anna Hayes, what I said yesterday, was never on Celebrity Apprentice. So perhaps I was thinking of someone else. I wonder who you were thinking of. I swear, like I swear to God she was. Like I'm telling you, I don't care what Google says, she was on it.
1: I mean, we could look up who was on that Susan. Season. season. And maybe there's someone else with, like, a pixie cut who you were thinking.
0: Yeah, but I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't know who Anne Heche is anyway. So, like, if if I didn't know her from that, where did I know her? Yeah. Okay, here's who was on season eight. Ready? Are You ready? hmm Joan Rivers, Annie Duke. Oh, my God. Jesse James, not Decker, Sandra Bullock's ex-husband. He went really far. He did really good. Yeah, and actually... Obviously, like, what we know about him is not, you know, indicative of this. But on the show, he was p energy.
1: And he was still married to Sandra at the time. It was
0: crazy how he wouldn't work his, like, connections. To raise money through, like, her and her fancy friends. Yeah. Brandi Roderick, who's a Playboy Playmate. And actually, she went really far, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Melissa Rivers. uh, Herschel Walker, footballer. You forgot Clint Black. Oh, sorry. Clint Black. Yeah, I skipped right by him. Country star.
1: Are you ready for our next? Oh, so that's the update on Ann hache We'll keep you posted. The story just gets crazier and crazier, and um, I just you know hope she pulls through. Are you ready for our next story? Camila Cabello has confirmed her relationship with Locks Club CEO Austin Kevich. Camila Combeo confirmed she's dating Austin Kevich by showing plenty of PDA with the Locks Club founder less than a year after her breakup from Sean Mendez. The two stepped out for a public walk in L.A. on Sunday, according to photos obtained by the Daily Mail. They were spotted on a stroll while holding hands as they playfully chatted with each other. At another point, the duo enjoyed some breakfast while relaxing at a picnic table. She was seen planting a big smooch on his cheek, and another sweet woman, she caressed
0: his fotch. So, yeah, every time I hear about these two, and I think I said this maybe the last time we spoke about it on the show, but I always feel like um, the way that it's reported, like his name is always the Locks Club CEO. Like, it feels sponsored. Like, that would be like if every time I'm spotted out, which is never, it's the Morning Toast co-host. Like, it's so, um, it's in the headline. That's true. Not tech founder, tech CEO. Yeah, the Businessman. I don't
1: know if it's sponsored. I mean, I am glad for the context, and if it was just tech CEO, I, it feels different than like locks Club founder. You know, tech CEO is like yeah. Evan Spiegel. Um, mm-hmm. but that is a very interesting point. You know what it reminds me of? It's like you know, Sophia Richie's fiance is uh, yeah. Chacha Macha. I think.
0: Just a businessman, no. I think. Like, I think he's like does no, I think a lot. He of things. started Chacha Macha. I don't think so. Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he does like a million things. Maybe he's like an investor in Cha Cha Matcha. I just like saying Cha Cha Matcha. Me too. Even though like you couldn't pay me to drink matcha. Cha Cha.
1: Okay, Sophia Richie. Cha Cha Matcha. She's probably been there before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. No, but he is the founder. Oh, oh no, no, okay. no. That was the other guy she was da- dating, not her fiance. Not, right, not her fiancé. Her fiancé is like an executive. Okay, like a, okay. So confusing. I'm so confused. Yeah. So many businessmen. So many businessmen. It's hard to keep them apart. But I do appreciate when they let us know, especially when it's like a B2C business that we would know about. Not the mm-hmm. private equity investor. I don't think I would know his dealings. But when it's like Lux yeah. Club, I'm like, oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. No, I, like, I, I appreciate the reference, but I, I always just like my eyebrows perk up a little bit like it's planted by someone who has a large majority stake in the locks I club. I just
1: obviously have to wonder if they met on locks club was Camila Cabello on locks club. And if she wasn't then looking for a Jewish this man, is actually like bad advertising for the platform. Cause it's like the CEO didn't even find his lady love on locks club.
0: That's actually a really good point. I'm glad you pointed that out. Cause I doubt that they did. I, the locks club is a dating app, obviously um, like for everyone, but it's mostly targeted towards the Jewish community. That's why it's called the locks club. Yeah you don't have to be jewish to join or if you're looking for a jewish partner you can join but it's mostly centered around like being culturally jewish i choose
1: to believe that camila cabello was on the locks club
0: yeah i would love i that. would love
1: that too but it does make me and i can't believe i'm saying this i miss her and sean
0: <sighs> i like don't
1: they were so cute yeah i'm sorry
0: i don't know why i said that like i wasn't sure they were i don't so
1: cute and they were so happy
0: they were, but there was also elements of weirdness there, like a lot of their, you know, staged paparazzi pictures. Um, did you? I don't know if you watched his Netflix documentary, but we were like, we get it. You like Camilla Cabello, like it was a little, like a lot, a little, a lot, yeah. Also, yeah. Sean's
1: like not doing well.
0: Yeah, so he's actually in hot water right now because he um, canceled a show. I don't know if he canceled his whole tour. I think I maybe read that somewhere because he was wanting to focus on his mental health and he was posting on social media that he was at the beach with friends, putting on sunblock and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people were commenting, like, you're literally supposed to be doing a show in Boston tonight. I'm at the hotel that I was supposed to be at because I couldn't get my money back and you're at the beach in Florida. Um, so it was giving anger. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like for Sean Mendez's fans to, like, turn on him, which, like, he could fart in a bowl and they would think it was literal salad (laughs) um for them to turn on him like they must be really yeah but
1: like canceling your show citing mental health concerns but then being on the beach with friends does jive you know
0: you you should be able to right right it's not a contradiction it's not like you're doing things that are bad for your mental health the beach is extremely yeah and good
1: for your mental health
0: and being with your friends that is tough
1: for people who bought tickets and aren't getting what they
0: paid for and are kind of stuck Of course, like that's a, but see, I I need to know more details on when the show was supposed to be and when he decided to cancel it. Like, is it giving Adele people on the plane? Yeah. What do you think is like the minimum amount of time someone can cancel a show that's acceptable? Like a week? A week, I was going to say. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he thought about all those things when he made the decision to cancel and still canceling out eight, actually going and doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he's doing well. Honestly, I, I truly wish him the I best. Hope he finds love. Do you know like how everyone says it's giving share? No. And like this whole it's giving. I mean, thing. I know it's giving. It's everyone's favorite term. It really blew up on TikTok because Sean Mendez said it's giving share, like when describing something. Oh, and he kind of coined the term, it's giving. He didn't coin it, but people started using it a lot more because then they were like, it's giving share. And then they were just like, it's giving.
1: Got it. OK, I like the phrase because it's very I know exactly what we're trying to say, like it connotes mm-hmm. this. It connotes um, Yeah but it's overused, and it's going to be ruined in a few days.:
0: Yeah, and it's giving overusage. It's giving overusage. Yeah..
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, are you ready for our fifth and final story?: I really: It's am. just a little random news about everyone's favorite guy, Ned Stark. The Game of Thrones alum, his real name is Sean Bean, thinks that intimacy
0: coordinators spoil the spontaneity of sex scenes. Wait, hold on. I forgot that I have something to do before the fifth and final. And you've got to repeat that because I have no fucking idea what you just said. This very confusing fifth and final story is brought to you by Allbirds. Summer is here and that means hotter temperatures and longer days but it also means more opportunities to get outside and make the most after work happy hours and impromptu picnics. And you know what else summer needs? A shoe that's up for anything. Introducing the Tree Breezer Flat from Allbirds. Breathable, super supportive and can keep you comfortable from morning to night. So the Tree Breezer is a ready for anything flat that's made from breathable tree material. The eucalyptus fiber is moisture wicking and odor reducing. It is perfect for hot summer days and it couldn't be easier Easier to clean toss it in the washing machine air dry for the perfect refresh a wider range of colors for every occasion mood and season and there is something so deeply special about special about shoes that can go in the washing machine like Thank you for your service. Why can't all shoes do that? Allbirds are super comfortable whether you're getting really active or you just have a busy travel day ahead of you or you just want comfy shoes that are also really cute. Check out Allbirds and the Tree Breezer snapshot are really cute. They're lightweight, breathable, and cushy all day. The Tree Breezer is your secret to a comfy summer. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com.
1: Okay, I'm going to take this from the top. So Sean Bean, the actor, is talking about Intimacy coordinators. So, intimacy coordinators mm-hmm. are becoming the industry standard on film and TV sets, but some actors still resist their input, including Sean Bean, who believes they can be an impediment to actors.
0: The pre- and Sean Bean played Ned. Yes, Stark? but he also has had a who the fuck was Ned Stark fucking on not Game, on Game, of, Game of, Thrones? of
1: Thrones? But on he's had a lot of oh. other roles, including where he's fucking the movie, uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover, which is a big movie. He had a big sex scene in that. So he's fucking he was fucking
0: back in 1993 anyway so the okay so so you could say his um experience is a little outdated yes but these days they're bringing intimacy coordinators
1: onto set to make it look better to stage the sex scenes more and he says he thinks it would inhibit me more because it's drawing attention to things somebody saying do this put your hands there while you touch this thing He said, I think the natural way lovers behave would be ruined by someone bringing it right down to a technical exercise. He said on Lady Chatterley's Lover, it was spontaneous. It was a joy. We had a good chemistry between us and we knew what we were doing was unusual because she was married, I was married, but we were following the story. We were trying to portray the truth of what D.H. Lawrence wrote. He also spoke about television companies or um, advertisers censoring his work. But anyways, I want to talk about what you think about
0: sex scenes Well, I just want to say, like, Ned Stark, um, I, like, actually disagree with him, and he sounds like a fucking creep, honestly. Like, I want to be natural. Like, you're acting, first of all, so, like, you're not upset that, like, you get directed in other scenes, but you're upset when you get directed in the sex scenes. Like, I don't agree with him at all, and I think that, like, those intimacy consultants or whatever, I think a huge part of their job is making sure, like, both people feel comfortable and safe, which is huge because I think a, a really big problem and I think they talked about this on The Affair which which was a show with a lot of nudity like n- a lot of the actors like talked about the environment just feeling really unsafe and awkward and not comfortable um so I don't agree with this at all and like sorry you can't be naturally fucking someone when you're <laughs> acting bitch like I don't agree at all oh that's so funny my take was kind of different that I do agree with you ultimately like yeah
1: like that's a little weird I can't even imagine how weird it would be to one have to film a sex scene and then have someone there like telling you you're like doing it wrong and like you're just trying to do your thing I also just saw um like a related article about Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence when they had to film their sex scene for passenger they shared a bottle of wine before and then got to doing their thing and like
0: I imagine it is really awkward and I think See, I actually totally disagree. I think being natural and having wine together before and like then maybe being like kind of like weirdly intimate in front of people where you're supposed to be acting is weird. I think if someone's there pointing out being very technical, it makes it way less weird because it's so like obvious and prevalent that this is stage, like it's acting. But if you're going to pretend to be natural and wine and dine someone and then have a bunch of people watch you pretend to fuck her... I think that's actually right. weird then keep in mind if, you, if you're married or you
1: have a partner and it's like you're trying to get into this and, and, be, and natural. be natural,
0: that's cheating. I think it's weird. And then, of course, it always brings me back. Do you know what I'm about to say? No. To the guy from Desperate Housewives, yes. that actor with platinum white hair, I forget his name in real life, who refuses to um, kiss or be intimate um, with respect to his wife. Um, so he won't accept roles where he has to kiss and like he was married and dating and desperate housewives and he like literally never kissed anyone because he loves his wife too much, which is like really sweet, but really fucking weird, honestly. And he should get a different job. Like, I don't think you have to kiss anyone if you're an accountant, No, but he's doing pretty good for
1: himself considering he has that boundary and I think it's, is he, yeah, he gets plenty of roles. He's always the creepy guy in the background. I've never seen him
0: after desperate housewives. Oh
1: no, he's on other stuff. Hold on. What was his name on desperate housewives?
0: Desperate
1: Housewives.
0: I feel like once a year we have this conversation and we like go to his IMDb. I swear to God. His, his, um, shit. Neil McDonough is his
1: name. Okay. And he is also in, he was in Yellowstone. Oh, wow. He was one of those brothers, if everyone remembers. Good for him. I love him as an actor.
0: I like him too. I just think it's like a weird flex. It is, but like if Ben were an actor, would you allow him? No, I'm not putting, the thing is, Ben's not an actor, so I'm not doing that. But, okay, I think it's both really weird. Like I think like to be, to not want to do it and like refuse is kind of weird. But I also think like the way in which trained actors like are so flippant and like carefree about it, like not even acknowledging at all, even the slightest bit that it's weird. Like, they're like, no, they're like, it's not weird. But, like, it is. And you can acknowledge it and still do it for a living. But, like, why are you lying yeah. to me? They're like, no, it's literally just, like, sitting down and doing a scene. Except you're kissing someone. Like, the ignorance and, like, the refusing to admit, like, the smallest bit of awkwardness. Like, that, I think, is just as weird as refusing to do yeah, it altogether. Yeah, and
1: I think there's a difference between, like, the kissing scenes and sex scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And some of these sex scenes are out of control. Like... I think back to, like, how Joan Rivers always used to say she couldn't say gay on television, on cable. So she used to say dancer when she meant to be speaking of, like, Mm -hmm. gay men. Um, And how we went from that to, like, literally, I just watched them the other day, I saw Butthole. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And
1: also, um, these comments are coming at the same time as the House of the Dragon prequel, Game of Thrones prequel is coming Mm -hmm. out. And apparently, like, it is so sex scene, like, more than ever. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, Game of Thrones was
1: so sexy. And then, like, then there was no sex. Yeah, well, then the plot had to carry on, and there was, like, no time for all
0: this gratuitous sex. But apparently, the new show is Sex Up the Wazoo. Wow. I mean, I'll never forget having to watch brother and sister, you know, do it doggy style in that tower at uh, White. What was that place called? In the north. The Snows. Where the Snows lived. Why can't it? Winterfell. Winterfell. That was really one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I'm really excited for the show, though. It premieres. Me too. And I'm excited to recap it because those were the good old days when we recapped Game of Thrones. Oh, some of the best times of my life, Some of sis. the best times. It premieres August 21st on HBO Max House of the Dragon.
0: Speaking of HBO Max, you know, we spoke a, a little while ago about how Elvis was going to be put on HBO Max. You know, they've decided not to put it on HBO Max. Unlike Warner Brothers has this partnership with HBO Max, 45 days in the theater, everything goes on HBO Max. I guess it's doing so well in theaters. I don't know for a fact that this is the reason, but what I presumed is that it's doing so well in theaters, they're not going to pull it and put it on HBO Max. I'm
1: happy for them, but I'm sad for us, but I'm glad it's successful. I'm dev- devastated I beyond I have one belief. thing to say. Dog play, I get it. Fraud, player. fraud. I get it. You understand. You, understand, you, understand. you want a man who a man.
0: You ain't a man. You want a man. I want a man. Hound dog. Hound dog. Hound dog. Hound dog. Hound dog. Hound dog. You ain't nothing but. A... Oh, you know the woman who sings. um the hound dog part in that Doja Cat song, who I believe is also in the film and plays Big Mama Thornton, I'm not 100 percent sure because I haven't seen it, but I think that might be what it is. She passed away that. like a week ago, maybe yeah. two weeks ago. So, so sad. sad. In the 40s. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, crazy. <sighs> well, those those were, the, were past the past five.
1: I guess I'll have to wait a little longer to see longer longer to see Elvis. Uh, which is fine because I haven't seen Top Gun, haven't seen Summer I Turn Pretty, haven't seen literally anything in 12 years. So, fine. Same. And those were the stories cool. you needed to know Them, I feel good about letting you guys go into the world with the rest of your day, like being educated and knowing
0: these stories. Yeah. And I've loved hanging out with you, Jax. I've loved hanging out with my 100,000 subscribers and my millions of fans worldwide. Our millions of fans. Sorry, I'm mad. I always forget you're here. <laughs> and that's our show right anything else no i think that's all she wrote pencils down pencils down blue books shut oof blue books that just brought me back to like a really really bad time in my life Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to be listening to Podcast Find Us, Morning Chelsea, with a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day today. We'll see you tomorrow for hump day. You know what? You love it. It's hump day. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Bye.